So what are Americans spending the most money on this holiday season? And are billions of dollars hiding in the couch? Happy holidays to everybody and thank you for tuning in. I hope you're enjoying the season with your family and friends as much as possible. This is Sky Blue Wealth Weekly and I'm your humble host, Eric Powers, owner of Sky Blue Wealth and a certified financial planner. This is a podcast where you can learn tactics for earning and saving more money so that you can invest in a retirement that will get here before you know it. And since we're in holiday mode around here, I figured I'd plow through several holiday shopping statistics and contrast them with financial issues that are a constant here in the U.S. There is no way I'm promoting being a Grinch here. Giving gifts is a great tradition and it means a lot, but I have a feeling a lot of people would probably prefer just to gather with their families and not to feel the pressure to buy so much. While no doubt many others feel serious financial pressure to go overboard on gifts, especially couples with young children. I can't tell you about how many stories I've read about how slumping holiday sales can really hurt a retail business. But think about how many families pay the price for skyrocketing holiday purchases that put them behind the eight ball for several months. Now, before we get into it, please hit that follow button and join our loyal subscribers. I appreciate it so much. Thanks to those of you who are already subscribed. All right, let me hit you with two big stats on the holiday shopping season that stood out to me. One, consumers will increase spending by 7% this year, allocating an average of $1,530 for gifts, travel, and entertainment. Two, retailers are estimated to hire up to 450,000 seasonal workers. Those stats come from the National Retail Federation and PwC. Funny, with all those worry and complaints about overinflation, rightly so, by the way, we're still going to see holiday spending go up over last year. Now, the seasonal jobs are good for the overall economy and the individuals looking to make extra money, but some of that extra income will certainly go towards gift purchases. As for that $1,500 spent on gifts, to many, it may not seem like a huge number, but it truly is for many families. Some can't spend it because they don't have it to spend or they don't have the access to credit to spend it. But for many, they will be tempted to put the entire cost of the holidays on a credit card because they're living paycheck to paycheck. And eventually that catches up to them, right? Debts pile up and there's no safety net when you max out all of your credit cards and miss a payment and the interest jumps to some obscene credit card company's maximum rate, which in quarter one of 2023, credit card interest rates average 20.92%. Now, just imagine if you could get that kind of rate of return on your investment. People would jump on it, so would I. So it makes sense to jump off a 21% rate that's coming out of your pocket. Or, you know what? Just avoid the debt in the first place, which I understand is sometimes easier said than done. Now, I'm a firm believer that you don't have to spend a ton of money to be happy. We've talked in the past about the study of retirees that found that they cared way more about who they spent time with versus how they spent their time. To back up that mindset, listen to these five statistics which are related to American consumerism. The U.S. is home to 90% of worldwide self-storage inventory. How much of what's in self-storage was once a holiday gift? Next step, 65% of all self-storage renters have a garage. Again, how much stuff do we need and what's the cost? Well, it's more than the price tag on Black Friday deals because it costs an average of $132 per month for a small 10 by 10 storage unit and $150 for climate controlled units. Okay, stat number four. Over one in five renters in the US uses self-storage units. You gotta wonder how bad that hurts monthly budgets. Not to mention how it's easy to get into the habit of paying and go on paying for many years. At some point, you've paid more for the storage than the items that were actually in there. Okay, last stat about our country's fascination with buying too much stuff. Over the past 40 years, 
The self-storage industry has been one of the fastest growing sectors of the U.S. commercial real estate industry. So that's good news if some of your investments involve self-storage in, let's say, a REIT, Real Estate Investment Trust, or if you own a self-storage facility. I had a friend tell me about a guy who built a mini storage facility just three years ago, then sold it, nearly tripling his money. He probably got lucky with the timing, but it also shows that demand is high and that Americans have not slowed down their buying. Okay, small Grinch disclaimer here. Nothing wrong with enjoying the holidays, and if your gifts make people light up, that is awesome. But it's so easy to go overboard. Listen to these Thanksgiving facts on spending. 25% of gathering hosts plan to use a credit card to cover some of their Thanksgiving expenses last year in 22. Almost 29% of U.S. adults plan on spending more than $500 on Thanksgiving travel expenses in 22. What about online shopping for gifts? 46% of consumers expect to buy at least half of their gifts online in 2023. Probably really good for Amazon, right? The thing about online shopping is it's way too easy. You can really make some bad decision when all you have to do is literally click a button or two. I understand that may sound like an irrelevant piece of technology, but not true. Having to click just once versus twice, I'm sure produces more sales or Amazon would not offer the one-click purchase. Websites aim to make buying as smooth and easy as possible because they're in the business to make money, and there's nothing wrong with that. But consumers, you and I, need to understand and check our own behaviors to make sure that that purchase or those purchases for Christmas are actually what we want to do. Another example of smoothing the checkout process is when a major company, I think of Best Buy here, and I shop at Best Buy quite a bit, they did a test that resulted in them making about $300 million in extra sales. What brilliant tweak did they make to their website? It wasn't anything complex. They just made it so shoppers did not have to sign up for an account in order to buy from them. They could just enter their credit card with a guest account, which saves time and hassles for shoppers. And as a result in a $300 million revenue increase in the first year alone, that tells me that as Americans, we will continue to spend more money the more convenient it is to do so. And it's getting even more convenient to buy things every single day. A dollar easily spent cannot be saved and cannot be invested, remember. That's why it's vital to set up a convenient way that you're automatically saving money and investing as well. We're naturally disposed to take the easiest path of automation. And if you already have these beneficial systems set up, congrats. Please pass that habit on to your children and to young people who can use it. Oh, another problem with holiday gifts. Well, it actually happens to be the number one item people say they will buy as a gift this year, and that's gift cards. So why is that an issue? People fail to use them. In my wallet, I have a $50 gift card, which is more than two years old. And what I found is it's actually hard to spend it, or when you start digging, you don't put your hands first on that card. In fact, bankrate.com did a survey, and they found that the average value of an unused gift card was around $187. So remember in the beginning how I said, are there billions in the couch? It could be around $23 billion in gift cards that simply go to waste. And with 26% of Americans expecting to buy more gift cards this year, that $23 billion is probably going up. By the way, vacation and travel is surprisingly in second place for planned holiday purchases in 23. I vote for experiences over material things in most cases, especially if you have a garage that's fully packed to the brim and you're paying for self-storage, or you can't remember to use your gift cards like me. Okay, what does all this come down to? Being intentional with your money, especially during this holiday season. If holiday gift giving fits nicely in your budget, there's nothing to worry about. But when it puts stress on your budget and the couple who have to pay the bills, that's when trouble starts to then snowball. So instead of a recap today, 
I just want to make a couple of recommendations. But before I do, if you want to talk about your financial planning or your 401k rollover or saving for your kids college, please set up a consultation with me. I'll put the link in the show description. As for those recommendations, one, a good way to avoid overspending online is to block yourself from buying. Well, how do you do that? Commit to leaving items in your cart for 24 hours before doing the checkout. I can't tell you how many items I've had in my cart and then I go back and save for later. Oftentimes, they never make it back into the cart. You can save lots of money over time just by doing that. If you can't trust yourself to do that, then you can download apps that will block you from the internet for a set amount of time. And if you wanna to go to the extreme, you can lock your phone in a time lock container for a couple of hours or overnight to help resist shopping temptations. You can lock your computer mouse or internet router cord up too. Extreme? Yeah, but good money habits are really hard for some people to build and it takes extreme measures in order to change the momentum. The second recommendation I have, is to buy a book or a game for a kid this holiday season that teaches them about money. It could be the most valuable material gift they ever receive as a child. And if you're in a position to do so, buy several of these teaching tools and pass them around in your neighborhood, your libraries, schools, local nonprofits, you get the picture. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that will wrap up another episode of Sky Blue Wealth Weekly. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. And please leave us a review on Apple or Spotify. Thanks for making the time to listen, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Investment advice offered through Private Advisor Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor.